This is Coffee with Timmy. Hello, how are you? Oh, wow. Have you been? It's been a while. It's been about a minute, eh? Yes, life happened and um, I've not done any posting for a while now, almost a month, if not more. Anyway, here we are. So let's chat. Welcome to Coffee with Timmy. I've got quite a number of interesting things um, I would like to chat about. I read recently um, the title to um, to an article and it just broke me up. I, I laughed myself silly because I knew exactly what that title is. I've had it in my head about, let me just tell you what it is. Crotch is not a hem length. <laughs> crotch is not a close length. When I read it, I'm like, I had, I just had pictures in my head and I was just like, I know what this um, this person is talking about. But when I read the article, it was totally different. The author was writing about biases, you know, the biases that we have. Apparently, some woman had, um, had not allowed her son to go out with a girl who was wearing something really short. And I thought, uh, would I have done that? I mean, I understood that crotch, crotch, um, and really, it has to be that crotch is really is not hemlined. And some people seem to have forgotten the same way that people wear evening wear. In fact, I would say inner wear, they wear it out now and is acceptable. And I really want to stop and say to people, something like, um, are you in the entertainment industry? Because if you are, then we understand why you dress like this. But if you're not in the entertainment industry, why are you wearing this? How do you think this is appropriate? I look at some people when, and when I go to the bank or to some offices, and what they're wearing to me is evening wear. And it's either you're doing the walk of shame in your office, and you know what the walk of shame is. Either you're doing the walk of shame in your office, or you just have no idea what is appropriate for office. And this is not about shaming anyone. This is just saying what is right and what is wrong. When, <laughs> when, I, was, when I was in my 20s, yes, I wore, I wore short skirts. I wore short dresses. I wore mini and all of that. And I know how my parents felt about it. They didn't say it to me, but I know how they felt about it. But I also remember that my mom had... In the 60s, she had won, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, she had won um, what was called bonfo in, in my country then, was called bonfo, but it was mini, you know, it was just mini, mini, and it was after the, half your knee, you know, but these days, and I don't have to tell you this, you see it all the time, you go online, you see it, you go to the mall, you see it, I see clothes that are crotch length. That's what they are, crotch length. You cannot bend down. You cannot cross. You cannot, um, there's a saying we have in, in, in my hometown that we say, you know, you can't jump the gutters because you just can't. Any, any, any normal movement, I wouldn't even say excess movement now, any normal movement, any normal step, if you take a normal step, that M line is going to ride right up your panties. You know, it's going to ride up your, up your bum, and all we'll be looking at are your panties. I know some of these people are not wearing panties because it's just so short. There is no way to wear panties. It's like wearing bum shorts. There's no way you can wear panties if you're wearing bum shorts. Because, you know, your bum is right there on show for us to look at. So when I saw this, I just cracked up because I knew 
what to me what that said. But then she was talking about biases that we have. We see somebody dressed in a certain way, we make up our minds about them. Unfortunately, this is true. And unfortunately, if you dress like that, if you dress in a certain way, certain, um, yes, wrong, uh, wrong or right, certain um, connotations are made about who you are. And you might say, oh, I'm dressing to please myself. That's all well and good. Please go ahead and please yourself. But if you dress in a certain way in a certain place, it's the same thing with your language. If you say certain things, the way, okay, the way I will look at you, let me put, let me put myself there now. The way I would look at you, what I would think about you will be determined by the words that come out of your mouth, by what you wear, by your conduct as well. All of these things make up who you are, you know? I, and I'm going to say something now that people are going to be like, ah, oh, now here she comes. I'm totally, totally not a goody two-shoes. If you know me, you know I'm not a goody two-shoes. But I don't swear. I don't care how common it is. I don't care that everybody's doing it now. I just don't. I don't swear. I used to. You know, I used to. But then I don't. Now, I am not comfortable with people swearing around me. And I don't, I, I probably have friends, maybe they swear when I'm not there, but everyone who knows me know I don't like it. I don't like it. And that's, that's just it. That's where I am. And I have no qualms about telling you, please don't. Now it has become so commonplace that some people find it hard to have a sentence, a conversation, a paragraph, without so many swear words in between. And I say to young people that I, that I work with that if your command of English is good, or even your language, you don't have to speak English, is good, you will have the right words to say whatever it is you want to say. You don't have to swear to, I don't know, to make it complete. I don't know. And, and, that's, and that's just the way it is. So if you wear something... Um, I went, to, I went to an office once and the person that attended to me came in a um, spaghetti strap um, dress. And from the, from the front, it, it was just um, a spaghetti you know, strap. She couldn't wear a bra. And um, I thought, oh, well, she did not to lie. She had the figure to carry it. She had the figure to carry it. And it was very you know, snug and all of that. And it looked really nice and that. And then she turned back, she turned, you know, to go back inside. I can't remember what it is that she needed to go and get. This dress had no back. It had, you know, um, it had um, strings and you know, the spaghetti was a whole lot at the back. But it dipped right to, to the, you know, to the small of her back. And I gasped. I must have, I must have done it right out. Because people around me looked at me and I, 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 it, it just showed on my face. And I'm like, you're in an office. You are at work. Why would you dress like that at work? What kind of impression do you think you've given to people at work? Have you seen, and this is why I try to talk to young, uh, young ladies. Have you seen anyone in the boardroom who dresses like this? If you have a goal of where you're going, your, your conduct, your speech, your work, as to, you know, don't say my work will speak for me. Yes, up to a level. But nobody wants you in the boardroom where you address as if you're going to the nightclub. 
it was, I don't think it was a Monday, but maybe it was a walk of shame and there was nothing to be done. He had to come to the office. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I couldn't explain it. I also said to someone once was going to a company beach party. And I said, no, it might be a beach party, but there are things you shouldn't wear because it's the office. You know, these are people that you work with. Once they've seen you in a certain way, it, they can't just, you know, turn around and see you differently. They're always going to see you like that. You, you, it's like, you know, the office Christmas party where people get drunk and they mess up and then they, 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 they are annoyed that people are laughing behind their backs. You know, when you come back to the office, when you've been groped in the corner by whoever it is, you know, stuff happens. Office separated from your, you know, personal life. Anyway, I just thought I'll share it. But yeah, I do have that feeling of crutch is not a hamlet.
I have a pet beef and it's very serious. And I am, I am not sure how we're going to get out of this because even the people who need to help those who actually are in the wrong from my, from my point of view, they also are doing it is respect. When did it become cool to disrespect people? Maybe it was the same time that um, the F word became popular. But when did respect go out of the window? Why is it all of a sudden not... Um, it, it, someone said to me, no, 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 no. Um, it's equal rights. Because I said, um, boys cannot be sitting down while girls are standing. I'm old school. And I like that. I'm also independent. I don't think it takes away from my independence if somebody opens the card door for me. That's kind of weird though, because um, we're not weird, but I'm quick to open the door and get into the car. But I also like it when someone opens the car for me to, to, to go into the car. I like it when you go to the restaurant and the person I'm with stands and waits for me to sit down because you know someone's pulling out the chair for me to sit and I sit down. I like that. Why is why how does this take away from equal rights? If I can, if I want someone to, um, if I love the fact that someone is opening the door for me or waiting for me to sit down before the seat or paying, guys, I don't, I don't go on dates while I have to pay. I mean, if I'm with, if, if I'm with a man, I am not paying. It's, it's just the way I was brought up. It's just the way I was brought up and where I come from. You take me out, you pay. If you cannot afford to pay, please don't take me out. If I want to go out, I can pay for myself. I can take myself out and pay. But if you invite me out, no, you have the money. <laughs> and I'm very upfront about this. I have no shame about saying it. No, you have the money to take me out. Okay. Anyway, so let's go back to it. This thing about, and I always say to my friends, I say, you know what? English is a very rude language. English is a very rude language. Why? Because people seem to think because we, you call me by my first name, which really, I don't like people call me by my first name unless we are at that level of familiarity and you're of a certain age. Otherwise, if you're younger than me, why would you call me by my first name? I wasn't brought up like that. It was a big thing where I grew up. Respect is, was a big thing. The thing is, some people, we call them um, bros or auntie because of fear or just the culture of, you know, just my culture. But what I find is when people use your first name, they seem to think that means we're friends. There's a familiarity level that shouldn't be there. And that's the thing. When, when, you, when you're calling me by my first name, I, you know, there's just a way that we begin to talk. In school, when kids, when kids say, you know, um, whose class are you? I'm in Miss Temi's class. Every time they talk about Miss Temi, they're going to put respect in their, in their voice respect in their words. When they're talking to Miss Temi, they're going to put respect. But when they say Temi, the thing they can sit down at the back of the class and just shout Temi. And they don't understand why you're saying it's rude. They don't understand. I'm very old school. I have no, I have no shame about this. They don't understand why they can't just say, hi, you go visit um, your friend and you go in and the kids are greeting you properly, you know, because by now they know me. Mm. They say, good morning and all of that. And they hug and, and then they have a friend who say, hi. And I look at this child and I'm like, excuse me, who are you saying hi to? You come here and you greet me properly. You say, good morning. You say, good afternoon. 
don't come into my house because you want to see my child and you just barge in and you're just going. Why? Are we paying rent together? Do you own the house? Even if you do, am I paying rent to you? If yes, then respect my house. Really, if we don't stop this now, if we don't put a stop to this now, if you think, oh, she's just going on and on. Yes, I'm going on and on. It's going to come to bite you. There is no ifs and buts about it. It's going to come to bite you. Children are becoming more and more rude this day. And because their parents are just as rude, nobody to correct them. That's it. There's nobody to correct them because it begins from home. Your teacher in the school is not going to come back to the house with you and tell you to do this. So kids might behave in a certain way in school. And then when you get them, they're, they're different. Why? Because they have not been thought out to be anything else. Because their parents have come to the school to scream at the teacher. Because their parents speak to the helper in a certain way, the kids think it's okay. That's how you talk to people. It is not how you talk to people. We need to, we need to, we need to find our way back. You know, there are some things that we don't need to do away with. Yes, we're all modern these days and we're all woke. Maybe, I, I'm definitely probably not woke. I actually probably am not. <laughs> I'll probably not be called woke. When I, usually when I go on to say what I want to say, the next, the, my next topic now, I am not and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. And if this is going to be, what's that other word that I think actually is discriminatory in itself? Oh, the castle culture. But today is not for castle culture. So please, let's look at our hamlet. Let's look at our respect for others. Okay. Virgin Atlantic today have announced that uh, they're going to change the gender rules in their office and cabin crews can wear whatever it is they want to wear and um, whatever they feel, whoever it is they feel like is what they should, should show, you know. There's no uniformity anymore, but rather everybody be wherever it is they want to be. And I won't say this all well and good because um, I have, I have, um, I'm, go I'm going to read it out here, what it says about the bathroom, which I have a problem with. I have a big, big problem with the bathroom issue. Okay, let me read it out here. Okay. The airline is amending its trans inclusion policies, which includes time off work for medical treatments related to gender transition, a choice of changing rooms and showers that align with the gender a person identifies as. I have a problem with that. The changing room stuff. I have a problem with that. Because I also see in some of the malls here in in South Africa, there is no wall um, demarcating the male toilet from the female toilet. A particular mold, you go into the you go into the restrooms, and there's just like an island of um, um wash and basins, and on this side is female, on this side is male. I live in a country where rape is so high, and I've come to realize it's not only here. Rape is quite high in other parts of the world as well. We are in a space right now where, because we've been locked up for so long, um, um, people have forgotten how to behave. People are doing whatever it is they like. We're in a, I live in a country where a girl went to the bathroom, a Naya went to the bathroom, and um, her parents are eating in a restaurant. She went to the bathroom. How long does it take for a girl to go to the bathroom? 
By the time they went to check, why is she so late? What they found was a naked man, a man, I draped this girl in the bathroom in the in the in the restaurant where everybody is eating. I don't care whether I was on drugs. It has happened. That is the main thing. It happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now to now say you can use the changing room of your choice. So if a man, if a person, if an individual feels, oh, what is the new word now? Identifies as a, a female, which really it's a whole thing that I think I need to actually have people sit down and we talk about this, identifying as this and identifying as that. You identify as a female. And so you come into the bathroom, even though I see you, I see a man. And my child is with me. I, I'm in the bathroom, in the female bathroom. We're changing or we're dressing or we're doing whatever. And this stranger that I know from nowhere now was, would not identify as a female comes into the bathroom or he's already in the toilet when I get there, comes out pulling up a zip. Really? You are in the mall, you go into a changing room, and there's a man also changing. How long are we going to bend over backwards? I am not saying, and some people say, oh, because I'm black, I should understand because there was a time where um, black were, um, we are still discriminated against. It doesn't matter. We're still discriminated against. We didn't, it, didn't, it didn't make us half human. We're still as human as we are. We're still here, black and proud we are. We're still standing straight. How do the majority begin to conform to the minority? This is, I, I, and, and, I, and I don't know the medical position of these individuals. I don't know what they're going through in themselves, but create their own space. If that has to be, when it comes to this um, changing room, uh, you know, it's, it's confusing for children who come from homes like mine. We are now becoming like an oppressor. What I teach my child, I must put it away somewhere so that some other person's um, person, their individuality will blossom. What about me? How does this not concern me? When an atheist, goes to contest to be the leader of, um, of a Bible, uh, Bible group, of a prayer group, someone who doesn't believe in God, has the audacity to get up and say, yeah, it's, it's a freedom. Why? How can you take that to court? You know, there's so many of these instances that you begin to say, what is going on? When I saw this news that was said to me by a friend of mine, and she said, ha, this is the world." Uh, uh, your cho uh, children and grandchildren are going to be living in. It's, it, I can't just say, oh, well, I'll be gone by then. It doesn't concern me. It concerns me because what it's saying is I'm leaving this kind of place. I'm leaving the world in a certain way for my child. Why would I do that? Why are we not speaking up? I am not saying don't be whoever you want to be, but don't let it be um, something that is going to affect me. Why? I haven't done anything wrong. Why must, why must who you are become my own issue? Why, must, why, why do I have to explain to my child while a certain individual that my child sees as this gender or that gender is dressed in a different way? I say, yes, they're different because people are different. But let it stop there. Let me not, I'm, I don't come into your space to say change for me. And I don't think you should come into my space. I say change for me.
we need to speak up. We need to speak up. We need to speak up. We need to. And let me leave on a happy note. <laughs> a kind of happy note. So I read again. Ooh, Lord, it is so beautiful to read. Huh? It is so beautiful to read. You know that. Anyway, I read recently um, something that Warren Buffett had said um, in the speech somewhere that um, he won the ovarian lottery. And it was so apt when um, the way he explained it. And I thought, that is it. So he, he won and he recognizes that because he was born into a upper middle class family as a white male. At the time he was born, he was actually very fortunate. His sisters, and he said it's the same, his sisters couldn't, uh, they didn't have all the opportunities that he had. They, they were to marry well, you know, grow up, marry well. They could teach, they could become a nurse, but that, that as of the time he was born. And he recognized all of this as being part of, um, well, his privilege. He's been born with a silver spoon. And I thought, this is, th th this is really right, you know? The ovarian lottery, I, it was um, the, the, the warden. And that is it for some people. I'm not saying that um, some have not made it. Of course, you can, you can be born in any situation and make your own way. And quite a lot of people have made their own way. Same way, even those who, are, who, are, who won the ovarian lottery have misused it. They've misused it. They have not done anything worth mentioning. In fact, we can't even remember to mention them. You know, we don't even know who they are because, you know, they, they haven't done anything with, with their lives or with it. But to be, to have an ovarian lottery, hmm, that's, that's interesting. You know, that choice of wording is just interesting to me. So does that make up for all my ranting? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Good to be back. And um, yeah, drop a line. Let me know what you think. We'll take it from there. Okay. It's been Coffee with Timmy. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.